0: hey guys welcome to incoming call with ty and amps so on today's episode we're going to be talking about healthy relationships and we're going to have many different podcasts talking about relationships but we decided we decided to start with kind of positive ones so what is a healthy relationship and how can we maintain one
1: so the first main subject i guess and a first very important subject is communication
0: yeah so i think that or we think, in a long-distance relationship or maybe when you can't see each other. Actually, anywhere, anytime, communication is 100%. And voicing what you want or what you need from your partner, which is something that I kind of used to be scared to do, but also, like, understanding and accepting their reaction to uh, whether or not they are able to do it is very important, I think.
1: Yeah, and, like, long-distance relationships have a lot of, like, substance behind it and kind of like what makes that work and what doesn't and we can keep that for another podcast because that could be a whole like 30 minute conversation but I definitely agree with you naps like feeling guilty for telling them something or like feeling like you might feel guilty about feeling something that's why you can't tell them for example you feel guilty about wanting more attention that's why you can't tell them but the fact is you feel what you feel and that guilt is already there whether you tell them or not like you can't change what you feel and telling them or not telling them like doesn't change what you feel and by not telling them that actually makes shit worse and if you're too scared to tell them anything because you're scared you're gonna lose them or you're scared you're gonna make them question you um that is maybe one reason but another reason is maybe you just kind of have it all in your head about being scared of saying something like it's just all in your head if it's the first option like where you kind of are scared you're gonna lose them if you tell them you should maybe question if you're with the right person because I guess if it was the right person you should feel comfortable telling them anything and be sure they won't react in a way that's like negative or scary and like not gaslight the fuck out of you and if it's the second option where it's kind of just in your head it's like understandable like we've all been there especially like first relationships but that's why listening to what I said initially is important and the best things are so easily ruined by just a lack of communication and it's really like a shame
0: yeah I agree definitely because I guess if you're with the right person then they should be able to kind of like, understand you and not really, like Tanya said, gaslight you for um, asking them for things, you know? Okay, so the next topic is being understanding and kind of being there for the other person. So I think that, like, what comes after communication is that your partner should also be willing to kind of address those concerns and kind of maybe take action on them. and. So as well as like you have to begin to understand the patterns or the signs that the other other person isn't doing great. And this comes with lots of communication, right? So after you've been asking your partner for a lot or they see how you act when you ask those things, they'll be able to kind of understand these patterns and they'll be um, and kind of or you can be able to understand those patterns. And together, you or them will be able to give each other a little nudge like, hey, are you okay? I'm here if you need me. And these small gestures really are everything.
1: Yeah, for sure, like, being there for your significant other, but your significant other should also be your best friend, and I do feel like that's, like, the most rewarding thing to get, obviously, but
0: also to give, you know, it's, like, really special. Yeah, and I, th- I think that another important thing is understanding each other's schedules, um, like, you need to know that each person will have different schedules, and you can kind of um, have to be understanding because each person will be busy and it actually took me a while to grasp this but then I understood like I understood it but I kind of just didn't want to think that I wasn't their the only thing in their life which okay it seems toxic but I think it's not understandable but it's kind of like that thought process if you're so used to being with each other so often so when you're a bit more disassociated or not talking as often it doesn't feel as great but Like, obviously, if you're the other person, don't ghost your significant other.
1: Yeah, and, like, I'm going to bring out Asian parents again because it's a reoccurring (laughs) issue. It's not an issue, but it just, like, stops a lot of things in my life. But, yeah, honestly asking your parents to go on a date with a guy is probably up there in the top 3 scariest thing you can ever ever do like definitely i know many people aren't like me and like but i'm scared i am like you <laughs> <laughs> i'm scared okay wait i'm scared to lie to my parents about what I do because I feel like my mom's like a goddamn ego. Like she can oversee everything. She has eyes and ears all around the city and everything I do. I feel I'm so scared of being caught and I feel like being caught in a lie is worse than asking. But that then again asking is like the scariest fucking thing. Like I'm gonna shit my pants every time I go and ask her. But like
0: that's why I don't ask
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah but like yeah anyways the other person they might either be, like, raised differently in different cultures or whatever. They might not understand your cultures and the views of your parents. And I'm not saying that how your parents are feeling, like, worry is a wrong or negative thing I get it they're raised a different way and you might not see eye to eye but to them dating at this age is not really a normal thing and your significant other might feel like frustrated by the situation but it's understandable since they don't experience things you do and wasn't raised the same way and you really can't change that difference it's more of coming to a opening conversation but also coming to like a agreement in some way and on the contrary it's hard but like being understanding of the situation is so important and is so appreciated, especially like your parents is already like such a huge amount of pressure. And when your significant other helps you with
0: that and comforts you with that, it's like so like good. Yeah. And like, don't if you're the other person and you kind of have differences in your culture, don't kind of undermine your significant other because they're not able to go out with you or be with you 24-7 because that's not how Asian parents work. They just don't let you do that. So you need to understand that.
1: Yeah, and it can become such a
0: big problem because people are used
1: to different things and when that stuff changes, it's hard. But it's just so hard when you have to kind of follow a rule that you don't want to follow or you aren't in control of, I guess. So the third topic we're going to talk about is love language and how that kind of correlates with being in a healthy relationship and what part that plays in it i guess
0: okay so i think that definitely understanding each other's love language and kind of acting on that when you're together is really important so say my love language is physical touch then my significant other should like kind of know quote unquote know what to do and if his love language is quality time which it is well then I will spend time with him and kind of give all my attention to him and not not focus my attention on my phone for example but I think also knowing that you don't need to be talking the whole time you're together like there are moments of silence where you're kind of just appreciating their presence and that's already good enough but I know that that's not necessarily a a love language, but I feel like a lot of people assume that if you're quiet together, or if you don't, or if you don't have anything to talk about when you're together, it's like sad. But I don't think it is.
1: Yeah, and I think that love language and love language differences is actually the root of many problems, and obviously, love language is are created by kind of how you grow, you've grow, you grown up and like your relationship with your parents and stuff like that. And I feel like it's a root to all your problems that it's like deeper than you might realize. And like due to this lack of realization, like an agreement of what to do becomes out of reach because you don't even know what the problem is because it's like kind of just how you are as a person. And honestly, it's even harder when you can't give a person reassurance in real life like you said if your love language is physical touch it's hard with like lockdown or long distance relationships and like people just get frustrated you know like especially like if you don't have time or like you're doing something or like if one person goes out a lot and the other person doesn't or whatever and like it's just hard with like balancing different lives especially when you're apart and it's hard to give that reassurance
0: yeah I agree and like I think that an important thing is that you need to understand that there will be misunderstandings, but it's like what what's what comes after that that's important. So afterwards, you talk it out and you kind of really understand. So for example, if um, my boyfriend and I we have miscommunication sometimes, like it leads to one person thinking that the other person is mad, which like sometimes this is the case. Not not that the other person is mad, but that we think that this, um, that it is like that. And I think that that's okay because at the end of the talk you should ask each other like we're okay right or kind of like ask for the reassurance because it would give each other it would give you and your partner the closure that you're not really mad at each other and I think that I say the word understanding a lot so I think that that's like a really really important aspect in um a, a relationship is understanding.
1: Yeah and I feel like you do feel kind of like nervous to constantly ask for reassurance, especially if you need it because you're scared they're going to be annoyed and you're scared they're going to back off. And like, I feel like with the right person, you don't need that constant. Re- I don't know because like I don't know what is right or what is wrong. I don't know. But like with the right person, I feel like their actions should kind of show how much they like you and they shouldn't make you feel like they shouldn't be annoyed if you ask for constant reassurance because
0: like again everyone copes differently yeah and this comes with the communication right the one where you have to ask for them ask them for things that you want or things that you want them to change and if they are willing to change that just shows like more effort and that just shows that they're willing to do things for you which i think um is really important so, okay, so the next topic is um, if your partner is the type of person who isn't really affectionate or wants a more private relationship. Okay, so I know that for many people, even me, this is like a hard topic to grasp if, you want, if your partner wants a private relationship, and I think that that's totally fine. Um, you kind of just need to respect their decisions or come to a compromise because relationships aren't always about sharing to the public. It's more about what you two feel together or what you two do together.
1: Yeah, and like again, coming to that compromise and having that balance that suits both parties and their views, is definitely important because a relationship is all about compromise. And I know we're not like a like relationship therapist or anything, but like we are therapists to each other. So I hope you guys can take it with a grain of salt, I guess. But personally, Like, just speaking from my experience, I don't mind keeping things private, but, like, I feel like the occasional, you know, post to show off your significant (laughs) others is pretty vibes. And, like, I know know a lot of girls like being shown. So, like, just a PSA to all the boyfriends out there. If you have a girlfriend,
0: like, post them because I'm pretty sure they're, like, really hot, you know? So, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, definitely. But then it comes to the question, what if they're not affectionate to you? Okay, well, I think it definitely depends on whether or not they're showing their love in some other way, shape, or form. I think that that as a like, I think that as a person with physical touches, their love language, someone who isn't as affectionate may be a little bit different at first, but I think that the right person will adapt for you, and you, being the right person for them, should also adapt for them. So for both private and non-affectionate people, I think that it's fine as long as it's not so one-sided, like if the effort isn't coming from only one person because if the giver isn't receiving at all it definitely definitely gets tiring but like I I think as I said before both parties should be kind of willing to change or adapt for each other whether you're the affectionate one or um the non-affectionate one like maybe if they don't like being touchy in public but in private they treat you amazing then maybe that's the level of compromise that you need to work with Because, like, speaking from personal experience, um, if you have an introverted boyfriend and, like, they don't like touchy, cuddly stuff, they kind of... I think, okay, personally, they change over time (laughs) because from you doing things to them, they kind of like it and they'll know that you like it too, probably. So,
1: (laughs) yeah. Yeah, I think it's adorable. Like, you're willing to compromise for someone. And, again, like you said, that just shows how much you, like NAMS, likes the person or the person likes you or whatever and um how much you want to make things work and I think that is a very special thing to have with someone but also like people especially with being in your first relationship or something you're like new to I know I definitely get it like it is scary to be like public and affectionate because you're like I'm so young like what is a boyfriend what is this other opposite gender dude doing next to me but like over time you know you grow you become more comfortable to the idea and like I think everyone should be able to go at their own pace if they're not comfortable they're not comfortable like that doesn't really mean that they don't like you you know what I mean it's like everyone just goes at their own pace and just yeah so any closing remarks
0: NAMPS? I think that what we're trying to say or what we're trying to convey here is just that the most important part or most important aspect of a relationship or um healthy relationship is kind of trusting that the other person won't judge you for what you say or what you ask of as long as it's not like offensive like offensive offensive of course like um if you're asking for something if you're asking for effort for change then they should be willing to do that and I think that if it like, it may seem like that's what makes a relationship kind of like, ugh, because there's some argument or miscommunication, but I think that kind of going past that and solving the problem together is what makes it even more strong, even the relationship even stronger.
1: Yeah, and again, like, as a Thai person, or maybe as an Asian person, being in a relationship it doesn't come easy, like, we... It's not something, like, I guess... I'm not talking about everyone, but just personally, I guess. Like, we don't do it a lot. And, like, it might not be usual to us or, like, common to us because that's what we're taught. And so when we get in one, like, you do kind of feel... Outside looking in, you're like, okay, it's just two people dating. How hard can it be? But when you're actually in it, it is, like, quite harder than it seems, I guess. Because it's so hard to, like always be constant of what they're feeling but also constant what you're feeling have that fear and like but my standards are high but then it can't be too high because then you're gonna lose the other person like I don't know there's just a lot of factors that go into it but I feel like if you have enough love for the other person just take a step back and just realize that it's just two people that like each other very much and you know Meeting in the middle, I guess, and not putting too much pressure on the other person to do well. But then again, set your standards. Don't let them treat you less than what you're worth. So yeah, thank you guys so much for listening to our second ever episode. Um, keep watching or follow us. Follow our Spotify for more episodes coming very soon. Just like these, we're gonna talk more about like relationship body image all that sort of stuff like (laughs) trust me it'll be worth it it will be your personal therapies yeah
0: we're gonna have lots of different topics and you can actually request them if you want if you want so yeah uh, follow along and follow along this journey um okay this is unrelated but someone just
1: replied to our story and said i love listening to this i'm gonna cry (laughs) 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 <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah, that is it guys. See you in our next episode. Bye. Bye. Bye.